Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Ghoulin' Around. Uh, this one's going to be one of our newer um, incidents, but we're actually going to talk about something a little bit older along with it. Um, so today I am your host, Joanne, and I'm followed by... Jason. And I'm Loretta. Awesome. So I can't wait to dive into this one uh, just because it is got a little bit of a newer vibe going on with it. Um, but we're going to discuss the Candyman. And before we get started on that one, I'm going to give you a brief summary of the older Candyman. Um, so the summary of that one was this graduate student, um, Helen, was writing a thesis on folklore, which actually brought her to the Candyman lore. And that's why she started frequently going over to the, the ghettos over in uh, Caprini Green and uh, actually found out that uh, Candyman was a real thing. And um, so he starts kind of popping about and kind of falls in love with her and doesn't really kill her while he's killing other people and wants her to be with him forever and come join him in a death. Uh, Jason, you want to give us a brief summary of the new one a little bit? So the, the new 2021 Candyman is kind of a direct sequel to the um, original, even though there are two sequels that were came after the original 1992. But this one picks up with a young man by the name of Anthony who is a artist who is still trying to like find uh, some inspiration for his work. And his uh, search for inspiration drives him to the Candyman myth. And so he ends up becoming obsessed with this and ends up conjuring the spirit of Candyman, which leaves a wake of bodies. And that's kind of what happens. Uh, I don't know how much more I want to say. Right. The, the, the only thing I would add to the new summary is that uh, Candyman is a type of entity that uh, you become if you were wrongfully killed. Killed. Uh, that seems to be like the new thing. Instead of it just being a Candyman, um, there are different Candymans throughout history. Yeah, it, it, they they change the lore and kind of make it so that Candyman is more of like a moniker, like a symbol. Um, and how like it, they explain it is like that Anthony runs into this guy Burke, who explains to him that all throughout history there have been many Candymans. Like you have the original. Daniel Robitaille, who was uh, played in the 1992 one by Tony Todd. And that one, we only know him as the Candyman. It's not until the second one. I forget what it's called. Um, but the second one was Farewell to Flesh. Yeah, Farewell to the Flesh. And it explains more of his background. It explains that like his name was Daniel Robitaille. He was like a famous like uh, painter as well. Like He painted nobles and shit. And he fell in love with uh, some guy's daughter got her pregnant because like the two of them were in love and then they sawed off his right hand uh covered him in bees let the bees sting at him until he was dead and then they lit him on fire and now he like became that candy man uh like that symbol of like vengeance and then throughout history there's a couple different ones in the new one we're introduced to Sherman Fields, who is the one that Burke is interested in and like will like seize in the past, like get um, get murdered by the police. And then Anthony ends up seeing him a couple of times throughout the movie. And then, like spoiler warning, because like you know we're discussing these, but at the end of the movie, Anthony actually becomes the new Candyman, which is interesting. 
And then we also get a brief uh, cameo by Tony Todd at the very end for like two seconds. And honestly, I don't really even think it was Tony Todd. I think it was more like a CG of Tony Todd, wasn't it? It was definitely de-aged and made to look more fused with Anthony. Because, mm. like, at the end, after Anthony becomes the Candyman, there's a scene where he's murdering the police, and he's kind of this, like, swarm of bees, and then he kind of takes physical shape for a second to, like, look at, um, Brianna. That's was right. his girlfriend. So, with those summaries kind of down there, I gotta tell a little story, because I gotta ask Mom a question here in a minute, but a story has to be told first. Um, of course, when I was growing up and uh, finally was allowed to watch scary movies, the one movie I was banned from watching was Candyman. So what did a uh, 13-year-old go do and went down to Blockbuster and rented Candyman and watched it? <laughs> and of course, by the time, you know, I'm at, you know, 13 years old and Candyman was back in uh, 1992, of course, it's a little outdated by then. And it didn't really scare me, so I was kind of like, well, Mom, now i got to ask this question. Why was I not allowed to watch it? I know you said it was scary, but uh, why did this scare you? I have no idea to tell you the truth. I, I still have not rewatched it to this day. <laughs> um, the, the only thing that I can think of is it's just the whole mental... Mental... Um, abuse that he put this woman through in the movie of course i watched it when i was 19 20 maybe i was home by myself it was 11 o'clock at night <laughs> with all the lights off because that is the way i watch movies well scary movies anyways so i think it was more the mental whole capacity of the movie that scared me the most and of course i was by myself i was young but still have not watched it. And of course, then you put Tony Todd in that role. And he and himself, if he wants to be with that deep voice and that look that he gets, he is, I, I mean, seriously, you run into somebody like that in the dark somewhere, you're going to piss your pants. Right. Yeah, Tony Todd is definitely a scary person um, when he's put into those roles. Um, so if you guys don't know who Tony Todd is, he is a very, very big guy. He's about six foot five. Yeah. And, you know, he's just got that really deep voice like you were talking about. Um, he's best known as his roles in Candyman and also the mortician in the Final Destinations. Final Destinations. Um, so even just him being a mortician, he had that creepy aspect to it. So. <laughs> yes, he did. And you weren't, I didn't want you to watch it because I didn't know if you would even understand the whole premise of the movie at that age. Mm -hmm. Because you were really young when you wanted to watch it. So that was more, I think, why I didn't want you to watch it is because of the premise of it. And the whole uh, thing behind it, obviously, because he had fallen in love with a white woman, got her pregnant, and then they, you know, tortured him to death. That is not something you want. A 13 year old to see you know I mean so it was more the scary because Tony Todd is just such a scary person when he's in those roles and the fact that I don't I didn't want you watching it for the the whole torture shit on 
that because nowadays it is totally normal for a white woman to be with a black man or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Yes, it, it was definitely an odd one. Of course, you know, me watching it, I, I was anticipating this really, really scary kind of movie, and I was, oh, okay, well, that was kind of let bad. down, huh? Yeah, I still really liked it, um, and I think Tony Todd made that movie. Oh yeah, for sure. Just with how creepy he is, and so I've got to kind of pause this for a little bit on the Candyman talk and give some little love to Tony Todd. Um, you know, looking him up just to kind of get an idea because he's been in so much stuff. Um, he's never been like a major character, not as too far much as stuff. I've seen. The only one that I've ever watched that he's actually been like the main character, one of the main characters, would be Candyman. He he likes those I've seen little out of the way kind of roles that he does that he plays. IMDb right. has him down for two hundred and forty seven credits. I was just about to say that when I did my notes, it was actually two hundred and forty six movies and shows that he has been a part of. Um, and I wanted to kind of bring up uh, he's going to be upcoming in the Witching Hour by Anne Rice which is a series of books I had just read actually just about a month ago and I'm super excited about. Um, the fact that Tony Todd's gonna be in there, I cannot wait now. I really hope they do this series good. Um, I know they're remaking the Interview with a Vampire into a series and I am not hopeful for that one. So I'm hoping that Witch Hour is gonna be a little bit better. And of course the fact that, you know, now they announced Tony Todd's gonna be in it, cannot wait. Should be pretty interesting there, but that is our love to Tony Todd. Anybody got anything else about him? His charisma just drives all of his characters. Oh I yeah. And Joanne and I went and sat in on a panel at Comic-Con a few years ago for Tony Todd, and he is just like one of the softest spoken, just like He's very the gentle. sweetest, <laughs> yeah. gentlest type of person that you could ever think of. And it's just, it's really, it was really odd for me to see him outside of movies because you would not have expected that not that he's not soft-spoken in his movies and i think that might be one of the scariest things about it is because he is so soft-spoken even in his roles that's like loud and like aggressive ah. i don't know if he could i feel like he could you think he could i feel like he could he's just yeah he, he really what you see in like the horror movies when he plays in that and then what you actually see when he's like you know just a normal person it's completely different yeah that's like, you know an actor he was good. laughing yeah. he, he was making you jokes right he was laughing making jokes and just i mean i'd like to know him just off screen mm -hmm. because he seems like a very charismatic kind of person you know yeah, when Candyman looked her in the eyes and was like, be my victim, was like, yes. <laughs> right, I don't think I've seen actually, you know, Tony Todd in too many things. It's always like a little side, like, you know, the Final Destinations is super excited to see him in that, especially as a creepy mortician, of course. <laughs> right. Um, I think the only other, like, side uh, movie part that I've seen him in was, like, the whole Nine Yards, um, and he died in that, too, <laughs> so... I was just like, oh, okay, but 
anyway, I think that's that's our little bit on Tony Todd. Got to provide some love to him. But uh, back to our Candyman talk. So, the obviously the the older 1999 1999 you know, it's got a different aspect, different kind of creepiness than the new one. Um, I was expecting the new one, um, especially being directed by Jordan Peele, I thought it was going to be a lot better. I was actually quite disappointed with it, only because of the story differences. Um, I think if uh, it was more of like a remake and had like the same aspect, I think it would have been a little bit better. But I can kind of see where he was coming from and trying to make it different and trying to live on a legacy. But still, with that said, I was a little disappointed with it. Jason, what do you think? I, the, there are some key differences in like the 1992 and the 2021. Is like in the 1992, how Tony Todd's Candyman kind of uh, um, tortured and horrified Helen was that like not only did he appear to her being like be my victim and like offering to kill her, but he also completely like deconstructed her life like kept killing the ones around her basically giving uh like the police like clues to arrest her and just like completely ruin her life like her husband had like completely uh got the like his side piece involved and then when she came home like everything was different so on top of like being this horrifying victim he's like psychologically like just tearing her apart whereas in the 2021 one it's not so much the case like the the Sherman Fields Candyman kind of just appears to Anthony every so often like kills a couple of people but it's never like in front of him because in the original Candyman there's multiple times where the Candyman kills someone right in front of Helen like the uh my favorite scene the psychologist one where she's in the hospital and he just like rips him off the back and then it pops back through the window <laughs> Such a good scene. I loved it. But the 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 2021 one seemed to have been more like because it didn't the Sherman Fields didn't speak speak at all. The only time we saw, heard the game was at the very end with the cameo. Whereas all throughout uh, the original Candyman, it was always Tony Todd's like soothing voice trying to like caress lull, her, yeah. lull her into this like state. And we didn't get any of that with the 20th You know, I wonder if maybe that's because they were two different entities that desired or, or I guess, needed differences out of their victims. Mm -hmm. it, that could be. Yeah, because the, the, the original one, Tony Todd, Daniel uh, Robitaille, definitely seemed more... Um, vengeful more angry with his killings whereas the sherman fields one was always more brutal more bloody and like fashionable kind of so like i guess that could like tie with the difference like ways that they were killed like like dale robitaille has all this hate where sherman fields like got brutally beat to death for nothing he was innocent as revealed by burke in the movie so like I guess that could be the the differences between the Candyman, but like at the same time, like one of the classic lines from the original uh, Candyman was, "I'll split you from your groin to your gullet," 
and like he did that with like almost all the kills like completely gutted these people and then all the new ones were these kind of like quicker ones but they were a lot more like visceral i should say mom what do you think about uh comparing these two well i really did not like this one uh the newer one the 2021 mainly because it it starts out with candy yeah with him tossing the pieces of candy down on so, the ground i was like what the hell is this <laughs> um yeah it to me in in my mind i'm thinking that they took some of the premises from the original Candyman, and some of the facts from a serial killer that was named Candyman, and kind of put it in a blender and turned it on. Um, I did not like that fact. There had nothing to do with candy at all, with razor blades or anything like that. I don't know where they came up with that. I really, really was absolutely 100% disappointed with that. The rest of it, it kind of came together at the end of what he was trying to put out there, but I really don't think that they should have done that. I think Candyman should have been Candyman one entity from start to beginning right yeah i i, I kind of agree with that i mean just like uh you know you're a candy man i think tony todd that's it you know and so like when i was going through and i was watching this new movie and i'm seeing this other person i was like okay well i know yeah, obviously tony todd's a little bit older and probably you know doesn't want to do this franchise whatever i don't i don't know don't care so, of course, yeah, they're going to try to get somebody else. But the fact that it was a completely different person, you know, it was Sherman instead of uh, Daniel, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got a completely different person, completely different backstory and everything like that. And as soon as he started throwing pieces of candy down on the ground in front of the kid at the very beginning, I was just like, well, what I the fuck is this? Why, why? Candy, candy had nothing to do with this. I was almost <laughs> done at that point. I right. almost didn't even want to watch it at that point. And I mean, that's like, what, less than a minute into the movie that he does that. And I watched it because I knew we were doing this, but. Right. And then the, like, when they started talking about um, the Candyman story and they were talking about Sherman when he goes down to lunch, you bet, and he's telling Anthony about mm -hmm. Sherman. And they're telling the story, and I was like, that's not Candyman's story. And it's not until later that he actually talks about the different Candymans and their different mm -hmm. stories. And they're finally right. talking about Daniel's story that made, you know, that was that was Candyman's story for me. Mm -hmm. um, but if they would have brought that up maybe a little bit sooner, I'd been like, oh, okay, well, this is what they're trying to do. That, that makes a little bit more right. sense. But then at that point, at when that they're talking. At that point, we're already picking it apart. Right. We're, we're picking it apart, exactly. We right. got to the point where they were telling Sherman's story, and I was just, me and her sitting there, what the fuck? Like, that's not, that's not how it happened. That's not how he was killed. You know, that doesn't make any sense. And so I think they, they, they should have brought it up maybe a little bit sooner. 
And then people that had seen the first one may have not have already been set in their minds picking it apart because it's not the backstory. Yeah. Right. And so that's kind of that was my that was my input on the two comparing the two. Of course, like the the original one was very very good. Um, I going back and kind of looking at it now, you know, there was some parts in there that don't really stand up too well. Um, just for like the, the the effects and whatnot, like when uh, she actually goes into I don't even know what part of Caprini Green it was, but the, the, I want to call it the nest where he had like the the dead animal. Right. I think it was a dog or something, and that that part didn't really quite hold up for me because of course we've got more and better practical effects out there or CG effects that even kind of would make it a little bit different. Um, but I still really, really like the originals. I've even watched the um, Farewell to Flesh and Day of the Dead, and they were all Tony Todd, and it went more and more into his backstory, and I actually really liked them all, which is surprising for remakes and sequels and, you know, stuff like that. I think they all did pretty well uh, going Maybe into I'll his background. Maybe I'll have to watch those. Oh, yeah, I've watch never those. No, They're pretty I good. Did, yeah. <laughs> after, after watching... The original Candyman, it, it, I stayed away from it. I still, to this day, have not watched it. You should go back there and rewatch the trilogy. I actually did buy Candyman. Um, so you because you go and rewatch the trilogy, see see how your feelings are. Not Maybe rewatch the it, trilogy. Rewatch the first one and then, and then actually, actually watch, watch the, the other ones because yeah. I have not seen the other ones because I stayed away from it. Yeah. So. But I did buy it because I knew eventually we would be doing this for this <laughs> podcast. But I've just been so busy here lately. And, of course, you guys know I've had a very busy life. I, I was going to rewatch the original, and I did not because I did not have time. Yeah, that's all right. But maybe we can do, like, a follow-up episode after she's watched all three of them and kind of talk about all oh, of them. Oh, that would be, just yeah. The just the Candyman yeah, Trilogy. Just the Candyman Trilogy. Yeah, just the original Candyman Trilogy. Because I think they did really well on all of them. So I think the, the second one, I can't remember all of them and all their, their timelines and things, but I think the second one is the one where they go way more in-depth into his background story. That's where story. he actually learned the name Dale Robitaille in the second yeah, one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but they go into the background. You actually see like the the way they tortured and hurt him and killed you him. You see a little bit of it in the first one, if mm -hmm. I remember right, but it doesn't end. go yeah right at the very end there. Because like it's 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 hinted strongly that like Helen is like the embodiment of like his lover. Yeah, and then in the second one, which was uh, called what, Joanne? Farewell to the Flesh? Farewell to the Flesh. Yeah, that one reveals that, like, Helen, like, definitely was, like, the abide of, like, his lover. And, like, it has that kind of sequence for, like, the first two movies was, like, the gay man kind of seeking, like, his old love. And, like, in the new one had nothing to do with, like, that, really. No, not at all. I don't feel like the, the new one had any kind of aspect of the Candyman being interested in anybody specifically. Mm -hmm. um, whereas that was kind of like the original one where Tony Todd's, you know, character and Daniel is obsessed with Helen and because, well, we know why now, he's, why it was his lover in the past life. But uh, this new Candyman, you know, he, he didn't have a connection to anybody. 
besides Anthony's character yeah. having that connection for him being the baby from the original 1992 one. Because part of the original Candyman, Daniel Robitaille's offer to Helen was like, because at the end of the movie they have the whole like pyre setup thing, and he lures Helen in there by putting the baby in there, the little baby Anthony, and basically is like, come be in this fire, we'll all die together and be forever together as a family. And like she's like, no, I'm gonna give this baby back. But she like she ends up burning to death. So like technically she joins him, I guess. So you should be content. So I don't know why the sequels happened, but <laughs> <laughs> but I think that's why he kind of made him like a different person in the mm-hmm. in the in the newer one. Mm-hmm. Right, especially if he's got his love back and an eternal life with her. But maybe, maybe that's she why didn't go with stopped. him because she, she didn't chose. show up, and it was Sherman Fields. Because sure. like that as could Bert be. says, like the Sherman Fields is like the more recent of the Candyman. Because mm-hmm. like right. it, with the paintings that Anthony does, and with Burke's retelling of like the yeah. Candyman myth and legends, is that there's like more than just the two of them. Probably like five or six from the paintings we saw. I don't remember how many were in the room it panned over. Uh, yeah, there was a few. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was least. quite a few. There was definitely some in there that we we didn't know at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because a lot of them were um, kind of indescript. Like, the faces were a little bit more blurred, but like Daniel Robitaille indistinguishable, you know. Anyone recognizes Tony Todd's mug. Oh, right. It's yeah. beautiful face. Yeah. <laughs> So with all of that Especially said, in the dark alley. Yeah. <laughs> with all of that said, on both the the new and the old, I'm gonna go around asking a couple of questions here. So, Jason, old or new? If you had to pick one. Uh, old. Loretta. Definitely not the new one, just because um, you know my whole thing on the the candy that the candy aspect that just. It, that blows. That blew my mind. I, I well, that was more a Sherman Fields thing than like a Daniel Robitaille thing. Well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it just it. Why is he throwing candy for people? What was his backstory? Because yeah, uh, that part now doesn't make sense to me. Because See, like in it that doesn't. in the scene with Burke, like he was throwing the candy to him. But if he was innocent, why was he being so fucking shady? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It just it just it just does not make any sense to me. And I, I have to I have to say the the original just even though it scared the hell out of me, um, because of Tony Todd. Right. Yeah. It, it has to be the first one. What with that? Yeah, I kind of, I kind of completely agree because they were saying like with Sherman's character. You know, he was beaten by the police and killed because they believed he was the one that was putting the razor blades in the candy, Mm -hmm. which he was not. So then why was he doing the candy? So, yeah, that makes total sense. So, I I agree with that. And, of course, you know, if I'm going old or new, I'm definitely going to go with the old one as well. It just made more sense. It was creepier. It, It holds up today. I just think it was a lot better overall. And then also, since we're all like saying that the, the old one is our favorite, then uh, Jason rating on a one to five scale, of course, five being the best, rating the old one. I would say four for the new, or four for the old, three for the new. 
three for the new. How about you? I would say, as far as creep factor, it, the old has to be a five, and the the new one I have to say a two. Well, that's probably right up there with me. So the old one, I definitely will give it. I want to say about four and a half just because you know obviously I went in with a little bit of biased watching it trying to think that this was going to be a really really scary movie and it was not um, but Tony Todd really just picked up that creep factor for me and just made that movie and if it wasn't for him it'd probably be a zero it probably wouldn't have been a long-lasting movie if it hadn't have been him in that part right so the old one definitely gets a 4.5 for me the the new one i think i'm gonna go with a two as well um the only reason why it even gets any stars for me is because i did like the dressings i did like the blood i did like the the aspect um the art when he created the art that was just a mirror that you could open and it was like the whole Candyman thing behind it, I thought that was pretty creative and that was like the only thing I saw in there that was really creative. Um, so it, it gets a two for me as well. All right, and with all of that said, you guys have any other uh, long lasting comments? I'm just gonna say right now, hands up, Tony Todd love. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. I just want to say that I saw that Tony Todd was announced to play Venom in a uh, Spider-Man video game coming out. Ooh, that'll be exciting. That'll be yeah. a good voice for Venom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I'm Like I said, I'm very excited to see what they're going to do with the Witching Hour series because I literally just read that series on the books, and the books are ginormous. There's How no way other? you could make a movie. Uh, there's How three many? of them. It's a trilogy. And the the first one, I think... Do they have a lot Audible? They know? probably do. I have all of them, and they're all, like, you know, ginormous, like, it movie. Like, <laughs> they're probably going to be, like, if you're on Audible, I would think anywhere between, like, 70 to 80 hours long each. Oh, well, um, you know the, the H.P. Lovecraft that you have on here that's, like, you know, 51 hours of stuff? Mm -hmm. I listened to that because now I can listen at work. I listened to that in two and a half days. Right. Yeah, the, the witching hours are really good. And so I'm hoping they're not going to butcher them, putting them into a series. And I would be very, very interested to see what character that Tony Todd is going to play. Because it was all white people. Because it kind of jumps back and forth in time. It jumps back into like the, the Salem witch trials. It bounces back mm. to today's society. And it's all based around a demon that is attached to these women throughout time. That the I'm hoping he is going to be the demon. And his name is Lasher. And he's very, very crazy. And crazy. And it just... Uh, he... he just the way he is with these women throughout time and how he jumps like from person to person uh, within their generations. Uh, so I'm pretty excited to hear that he's going to be in it and it would be awesome to see him as the demon. I think it would work out pretty well, especially with it being in a white society type of thing. Mm -hmm. Of course, the demon doesn't have um, in the books doesn't say whether he's white or black so I would be very interested to see that 
Um, but with all that said, I'm glad that you guys have stuck around to hear Candyman and what we think about the old one and the new one. Um, I highly just suggest that if you haven't watched the originals, go back and watch them. Even the sequels, because they're actually pretty, pretty good. Um, but with that, uh, if you've watched the new one, please don't face your love and your hope of Candyman on the new one, for sure. Definitely get you some Toe Todd in there. And before we go, do you want to see more Candyman content? I future? would want to see more Candyman content if they went back to like the original stuff. Um, obviously, Tony Todd is getting older, so I don't. It would think have to probably be a different actor, it, yeah. but it could still be based off the original. Right, Candyman. Exactly. I mean, because they do that a lot with a lot of stuff, and as long as you get the correct actor, I think it would be okay. Yeah. Do you want to see another movie? Do you want to see maybe like a show? I don't know. I think it would get old after a while, and that's what I'm a little afraid of the new one because now we have an idea that Candyman could be anybody. Um, so now I'm afraid they're going to take that and go with it. And, and do not like all a of them are going to be Friday the Thirteenth thing or a right. Freddy thing because now it's like yeah, because they leave more room to grow expand. and expand. Mm -hmm. And there's only so much you can do before it's done, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it, there's so many series, especially horror series, where it's like the same thing over and over again. You're like, okay, you've you've puppet run it master. out. <laughs> puppet <laughs> master, yes. <laughs> The Puppet Masters, okay, that's got to stop. Those. Uh, those are so good. Um, I love them just because they're weird and cheesy. But um, but like that, you know, Freddy, uh, after a while, Freddy gets old. Friday 13th get old. You just, you got to find a good stopping point and know when to stop for our fans. Because fans are going to get tired and just not want to see it over and over and over again. And then when you try to introduce new things and new aspects... Well, now you got these hardcore fans already built into that franchise that's not going to be happy. Mm. So I think that's where we're kind of sitting on the Candyman aspect is we're fans and good fans of the originals that uh, this new one just... Nope. <laughs> I think that covers it for uh, uh, our episode today. I hope you guys stuck around. If you did, you know, good for us. Good for you. Thank you, and keep going. <laughs>